Hey guys, long time no see. It's been quite some time since I've posted an episode, but I'm excited to actually get back and starting to record again. Um, Basically, I just kind of was in a place where I didn't really have time or the mental capacity to be pumping out episodes and editing and scheduling everything with uh, my personal life that, you know, with everything I had going on. Uh, So yeah, I'm just excited. I'm kind of finally starting to get comfortable and situated in a place where um, I actually can. So yeah, we, um, I'm really excited about this episode. It's definitely a little bit of a different pace than most of the episodes. Um, I would say it's a little bit more, um, a little bit heavier and, um, it's definitely not going to be for everybody. So we are going to get really into, uh, the topic of eating disorders, uh, diet culture, um, all that sort of stuff. But I do want to start with, a just general trigger warning to anyone who is uh, struggling with an eating disorder or eating disorder related issues. Um, you know, if that's something you can't handle listening to right now, you know, then click away and, and don't listen. But I do want to say that I think this can help somebody out there. Um, you know, we really just want to make sure people don't feel alone in their struggles because a lot of people don't really talk about this kind of stuff and they don't talk about it because they think they're alone and they're the only ones dealing with it. So what we want to kind of, you know, make light is, you know, you, you're not alone and, um, there's other people out there and, you know, we want, we want to talk about it. We want to make people understand, uh, the different sides of it and, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, I have an awesome guest on today's episode and I'm just excited for you guys to listen. So yeah, thanks for joining. All right. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Comfortably Uncomfortable. It's been 10,000 years, literally, (laughs) but whatever, that's fine. Um, so today I have a really awesome guest on my episode that I've been trying to, we've been trying to get to do one together for a while and I've been really looking forward to this episode. Um, it's going to resonate pretty deep, pretty deep, pretty deep, pretty pretty dark sometimes, pretty dark. Um, but it's important. It's important to me, important to you. Very important for everyone to know. Yeah. Um, I feel like this topic is very, it's hard to talk about, but sometimes you just don't know um, what's happening in your own life and maybe you can relate and maybe you think you're alone. Yeah. But you're totally not. And I think the reason, like, I think the fact that it is something that's hard to talk about is the reason why we need to talk about it. Exactly. You know what I mean? (laughs) So um, I just want to introduce you guys to my friend Gab. Hey everyone. My name is Gab, Gabby, Gabrielle. Gabriel, however you want to <laughs> I've gotten it before. Gabriel. <laughs> I get it more more often than you think. Um, no, but you can call me Gab or Gabby. Um, I am an intuitive eating and food freedom coach. But why I'm really into what I'm doing now is because I used to have an eating disorder. 
Mm -hmm. in college. I'm 31. So I guess this was about, I was 18. Yeah. You're 18 when you graduate high school and then yeah. 19 or 19 freshman year of college. And this was really happening around then. And it took me pretty much this long to be okay and want to help people with it. Yeah. You know, so I think you have to be in a certain space to really be able to help people. Yeah. After that yeah. happens to you. You can't be in it when you're trying you to help people. You cannot be in it. No, you can't be in it. So I started my business about um, a year ago. I just recently got my LLC. Congrats. Yes, I know. Yes. I'm so excited. This is so um, Yes, I got my little certificate in the mail, so I'm very excited. Um, you can find me at Nourished by Gab on Instagram. And check her out. She has really wonderful content. And it's Thank you so much. It's inspiring and it's also like very entertaining too. Thank so, you. Yes. A lot of, you have a lot of good comedy on there too. But yes, good humor, good humor, because what is something that you can't joke about later on? You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, it makes it uh, bearable for, you know, kind of what you went through. And, it makes you uh, feel less alone. It does. It definitely does. It makes you feel less alone. So that's what I do. I help people heal the relationship with food, um, you know, past eating disorder or not kind of transition from that world into like the real world. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know if a lot of my viewers know this. Um, some of my friends do, but, um, I also used to have an eating disorder. Um, pretty bad. <laughs> um, me and Anders are definitely going to do another episode as well. Um, because he, uh, did as well too. Mm -hmm. But, um, we, I mean, it's, it's been hard for me to talk about, and easy for me to talk about at the same time. So it's a little weird, but, uh, I'm still, you know, on my journey to being like in a wonderful, great place, but I've come a long way from where I, where I used to be. And I told you this in the kitchen. I was like, I wish I had the resources now. And I wish I had someone like you around when I was really, really deeply struggling because sometimes therapy and um, like inpatient, like all of that, just like all those words are so scary. Yeah. Very, and it makes you scary. feel like a freak of nature. It does. <laughs> it does. And honestly, I, I was also telling you this in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, like we've now relocated to the couch. We've but... <laughs> now, we're now on the couch in the living room drinking, drinking wine yeah. as we were also drinking wine in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> it's just a slow transition of where we drink wine. wine. So, um, I think that the topic of intuitive eating scares a lot of people because it's like, well, or food freedom, food freedom more so than intuitive eating yeah. because well, like if you allow yourself to eat whatever you want, will you just eat like Oreos all day long? Right. Like, we just like right. eat cake all day long. Like the foods you love and the foods you've restricted, like will now become like accessible diet. and like you have permission to eat them now. Yeah. Right. But it's not only about that. It's about being aware of like nourishing your body mm -hmm. and being able to live your best life because I doubt you'll be able to live your best life eating just Oreos and also eating just kale and also eating just kale. Yeah. <laughs> it's a huge food. Not only nourishes your body, but it nourishes your soul too. It totally does. So. It totally fucking does. And that's something I've learned like in the last year and a half, two years being more, I mean, my journey has been like fucking up and down like a roller coaster, but it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be. You're right. And my la like I would say like my, my most recent focus that I've been having with it is like, is the freedom aspect of food mm -hmm. and 
I have just become, I mean, I've always loved food, but I've just become so appreciative of the experience that food gives me with my friends that it gives me with just me. You know what I mean? Like even like, I mean, I'm, I love like traveling by myself and stuff now. And yeah. like, I love to, if I'm going somewhere by myself, I love to like look at the restaurants and get it. I get so excited about like, Oh, I get to try this food that I don't have here. And like, yes. just the whole experience of it to me is just like beautiful. It's oftentimes like, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, you probably felt the same way when you were in like the midst of your eating disorder, you, you miss out on a lot of moments and memories that could have yeah. been made. Yeah. And I think that's like the really sad part about it is that we put, um, thinness our desire for thinness before anything and everything. Oh, absolutely. Cause the think thinking about like giving up control of food and having food freedom mm -hmm. means, am I going to become fat now? Exactly. Um, before we get into that, do you want to talk a little bit about like what your eating disorder was? Yeah. So kind of, like, how that happened for you? Um, okay. So when did it start? I think, oh, I just said that it started around like 18. So I, I went off to college. Um, I went to Rowan university mm -hmm. and I was on the swim team. Did you stay away? I stayed away. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why. Um, so I stayed away, but I didn't want to go and I didn't want to go because my parents were getting in a, a divorce. Mm -hmm. So I was a senior year in high school. So my parents were really not going through a good time at the whole summer before college. And I, um, I needed to get away. My dad wanted me to go away. My dad was like, you need to go away and like stay in your So that bubble. they can deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I okay. left my sister at home. My sister's mm -hmm. two years younger than me. Okay. Yeah. So I left her to go to college. I left the whole situation to go to college and, um, I couldn't control it. Couldn't control the situation at home. I was no. away from it. Mm -hmm. So then I started controlling my food. Okay. And I had like a good sense of, I felt like I had a good sense of control. Um, I was on the swim team. So I swam, I exercised like every day, twice a day, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I just started con to control what I was eating. And then I saw the number on the scale go down and I was like, I'm really, I'm making this I'm happen. Doing this. Yes, yeah. I'm doing yeah. it. Like I'm in full control. Yeah. And the control that I'm doing is working. Is working. Yeah. I can control something. Yeah. Which is not. And it's an outcome that I want. Right. For once. Like yes. In this situation. But it was never about being skinny. Okay. Like it was about, like, yes, of course I wanted to, I was looked in the mirror and I was mm -hmm. like, yes, like I'm doing this, but it was more about that I had power over it. Yeah. Yeah. You Numbers know? and math. And exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I was also a math major. But that checks so out. Yeah. Strange <laughs> that you just said that I always needed a solid answer mm -hmm. to everything. And that was my solid answer. I saw what was happening. I saw the, you know, the change on the scale. I saw the change yeah. in my body, the change in my clothes. And I was like, yep. Mm -hmm. So at that point I was just like, I'm going to keep going. And where do you stop? I was, I Wait, where do you stop? I wasn't reaching a goal. I wasn't reaching a number goal. Right. So that's what was scary is that I got to a point where my weight, my swim coach started to notice. Mm -hmm. I was well, writing. there was no goal. So you were just kind of. I just kept, I just kept going. Yeah. Like yeah. there was no, like, I want to be a hundred pounds. Like it was like, I don't like using numbers, but it was just an example. Like there was no number goal. It was just mm -hmm. like the control that I had mm -hmm. over it. I think mm -hmm. that was like addicting. This process is working for me. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I just remember walking around campus, like a straight zombie. No energy. Mm -mm. 
I would sleep all day. I would eat like for dinner. I don't even remember what I ate. Like maybe like a half a muffin for lunch, a muffin. I don't know why it was a muffin. I just Mm -hmm. was in my head. And then I would always eat to the point where I like wasn't full. Yeah. You don't want to feel full. Like I was still hungry. Like Mm -hmm. being hungry was like a good thing for me. Yeah. It was like, I'm doing the right thing because I'm hungry, Mm -hmm. which scares me now. Yeah. Like, which I always bring up a bar with me or something because I'm scared to get like that, that hungry. Yeah. It brings me back to that moment. Yeah. I know. The same way I always have like snacks in my bag because I can't be hungry. Like it's just like very much scares me. I don't think I've ever went this deep into into this. Thank you for choosing this podcast to open up about. I've been, I went deep into it. Like I saw a therapist, I saw a counselor and everything, but like I never have gone like that, that deep where it was like, I'm telling you all these details because I always thought it was too dark. Mm -hmm. But we go in there. I totally (laughs) read the girl, like the whole feeling it's too dark thing. Trust me. I fucking fully get it. I also had a friend in college that, um, we counted calories together. Mm-hmm. And it made the whole thing thing worse. Oh, yeah. But it, it, I, in my point of view, I was like, well, I have someone to do this with. Yeah. It's fun. Someone to accountability. We carried around index cards and we wrote down everything mm-hmm. that we were eating. Yeah. I had a friend in college, too. We would, like, give each other diet pills and, like, yeah, it was but I was also fucked like up at the time. a collegiate athlete. So, like, I was just burning calories like crazy yeah so anyway so my swim coach noticed and I started going to a counselor and um never really went away like it was like a I I say it didn't last long but I feel like it did it lasted to like about I don't know like what did I I posted something on on you know how the Facebook memories come up Mm -hmm. 12 years ago I posted like a status that said like I love fiber bars or something (laughs) fiber bars (laughs) Oh my god! I was like, "What? Like, what was I doing?" Yeah. So now it seems crazy to me that I was like that, but I don't think I would be where I am right now without that experience and like something that I went through. Yeah, you know, I feel the same way. Yeah, the experience is like fucked up as it was. Is what makes you you now? Exactly. Exactly. I've always been into food, but there was a point in time where I was like making skinny recipes. You know, like skinny cupcakes skinny and skinny, things. Yeah. like, you yeah. know, whatever. And like, why did I need to do that? Like, just eat real food. Yeah. <laughs> <That point. laughs> just eat real food. Just eat real food. So, um, and like you said before, it's like always in the back of my mind. Like, it's always going to be Oh, it doesn't you. go away. No. Yeah. It's a demon that, you know, it has, it, it picked up a place in your mind and it's going to live there forever. I, if I had to label it, I guess it would be anorexia, but, you know, to go into those terms, um, I definitely had some sort of like purging with exercise. Like I would try to burn off what I ate yeah. and use that as like, I guess you could, you could call it exercise bulimia, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would overexercise if I didn't exercise one day, it was like the end of the world. Yeah. It felt like they were in the beginning of my eating disorder. Um, I did a lot of that too. And it was Mm -hmm. like, how, like, if I couldn't make time for exercising, it was the end of the world, the end of the world. Yeah. The end felt like you had to compensate in another way by like maybe not eating or yeah. Eating less or just like, I don't know, walking around like all day, like doing whatever you can. Yeah. 
but so what was like really the turning point I know like for me I would say the turning point was like what was happening with my parents but also I like always had like when I was younger I would always like look at myself in the mirror and be like I wish I was skinnier I wish I was thinner and I don't know where that came from Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you maybe it's because like I was comparing myself to my friends yeah or like I could never find like jeans that fit although like I still hate jeans so like I think it was just a thing yeah it had nothing to do with my weight um but yeah a young age and then that happened so it kind of like stemmed into that but that was like the turning point of where it all started but did you did you have a turning point of where it all started honestly like I thinking back like I don't think there was like a specific thing um I think I always felt like I was the friend that wasn't as skinny as the rest of everyone else but it wasn't that prevalent of a thing yeah I just like knew all the like popular girls like whatever like everyone was always like super thin and like fit and like especially like regular Robbie's like yeah you know but I just definitely would think that it didn't it wasn't like my world though like in high school like I didn't really put too much real estate in it when I went to college and I, I stayed away too I lived like um pretty far from home I honestly I don't really know what specifically spiked it but I think I mean I went through the typical college girl thing where you drank a lot and you gained weight and you know everything changed and I was eating really unhealthy because I was eating the college kid diet yeah like like cafeteria food and well like like Velveeta like (laughs) like microwaves you know what I mean like everything was just garbage yeah and like I just you know I gained the college weight and I think at some point then I was realizing like I wasn't fitting into my clothes the way that I used to and it just kind of like you know spiked okay like I want to work on this and it started out as like a healthy Mm -hmm. thing like okay I'm just gonna like try and exercise and like get healthy whatever because I was always active I ran I always did a sport or something um, but I was like, let's, let's like focus a little bit more. Let's like actually yeah. work out and stuff. Right. That's when it became a numbers game. Mm. Um, I feel like whenever numbers are involved, it becomes very like, there's a fine line between health being your number one goal mm-hmm. or like obsession. Yeah. Like yeah. obsession with health is not It healthy, almost has nothing so. to do with food or health anymore. Mm-hmm. It's literally just math. Yep. And so being in college, everything was processed. So I could read the back of the label for everything that I was eating. And it, you know, I had like apps and I was counting everything. I mean, I was just like fully in it. I thought I was doing the right thing because I was actually like losing weight and it was working. And like, it seemed like, okay, this is how I want to lose weight. This is how it works. Right. And, and let me just add something in there. Like, Mm -hmm. so we associate weight loss with trying to be healthy. Yes. Yes. Which is, like, not always the case. Not at all. Yeah. No, weight loss does not necessarily mean health. Exactly. By any means. Yep. Uh, in fact, it could mean the complete opposite. <laughs> yes, it can. Yes, it can. And I feel like it's it's just a thing that we as a society think. Mm-hmm. Like, being skinny equals being healthy. But it you could actually be healthier if you are a higher weight. Yeah. But depending on your body. And what you're putting in it. Right. Um, So I think, you know, once I got involved in like the numbers game and all that and working out, I became 
obviously obsessed, the working out as my purging, the restricting. But at some point, the restricting hit the point where I couldn't do it anymore. And I will always remember it in my eating disorder brain as like when I lost control in the sense that like um, I wasn't strong enough to not eat anymore. Mm -hmm. So then I would either binge or I just like wanted to eat. And that's when I started purging. So it like it's so fucked up that like that's what my brain would think like that's when it became like depression and self-hate. Because I felt like I truly wasn't in control anymore. Like I couldn't keep myself from eating it and I had to purge. And I was like always disappointed in myself. Like, why couldn't you just be like, and this is so fucked up, but I'm sure you like were on like all the online things. You know, I was like, why can't you just be like the anorexic girls and not eat? Which is so fucked up to say, but you know, I'm like, why do I have to be the bulimic one? You know, because I, I think it's maybe because, um, you don't see bulimia a lot. Yeah. As much as anorexia. And I think it's just as present. It is. But, but I don't, don't think, talk about it. No. Because it has a lot of shame to it mm-hmm. and a lot of like self-disgust to it. The binge is what makes it shameful. The binge is what makes it shameful. Yeah. And it's because, and then it's like, well. It feels gluttonous. Well, fuck. Yeah. Like, I just fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then you feel even more guilty because you have to purge. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I just did something like not right. Mm-hmm. And I have to do another thing that's not right. And it's just like a literal cycle. Yep. And um, that's, that's what it became for me. It became a cycle, you know, of that because I, at that point I had fully lost control. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't control, like I would try every day. I would start every day with restricting. Yes. Oh my gosh. Every morning. Yes. That's exactly what Halfway happens. Halfway through the day. Couldn't do it anymore. Binge and then purge. Like I just, I, there was no consistency with it, and it was just well, actually, I, there kind of was because that was the pattern. But like yeah. every day was the goal of trying to not have to do that and failing and then doing that, and it became so dep- like I mean that's when I hit my first real depression too because mm-hmm. I was like I just I hated myself. Like I hated the fact that I couldn't. I didn't want to be like that. Like I, I couldn't control any aspect of it. It was very out of control. But, but almost like purging was the control part of it. it. That's what you were trying. That's what you were controlling at that point. That was the only thing I could control. Right. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I could relate to that because I never purged. Well, mm-hmm. I'd say if you, you know, would count the form of exercise, which is definitely that is a form of purging. For sure purging, yeah. Um, but... I would start the day off with restriction too. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I'm going to eat everything that I yeah. see right now. Because, because your body's ravenous at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, and I talked about this, I talk about this in my stories a lot. Like restriction is the issue. Mm-hmm. Restriction is the root cause. It is absolutely the root cause. So if you start your day off with, you're like waking up, you're like, today's the day. Mm-hmm. Today's the fucking day. I'm going to break the cycle and mm-hmm. I'm going to like either, um, not binge, mm-hmm. but you can't not binge if you don't, res- or if, you can't if you do not restrict. Binge. You can't binge if you don't restrict, right? I mean, technically. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> I and that's like, I mean, we can maybe get into this later, but I, the whole like uh, 
intermittent fasting thing is actually kind of triggering to me. And a lot of my friends who like have had great success with like weight loss and even have good relationships Mm -hmm. with food. They're like, Oh, you know, I intermittent fast. So like I can wait until like one or two and then I eat and like they, and they have a pretty normal relationship with food. And I'm, that's awesome Mm -hmm. to me. Like I can't do that. Like it, if I wake up and I'm hungry and I don't eat right away, I feel like I'm not allowing myself to eat and then it feels like I'm restricting and then I'll binge even if I'm not trying to restrict like in a in a way like that intermittent fasting I my eyes open and I'm me like, too eggs. I'm fucking starving yeah. <laughs> yeah. oatmeal oatmeal yeah. carbs oatmeal on carbs topping. oatmeal with granola into it yes nut um, butter yes maple syrup nut butter fuck yes fuck it up, oh fuck it up. <laughs> see this is how much we love food yes why yes. are we restricting something that we love Absolutely. Like that we enjoy every eating experience should be so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Every eating experience. Every, yes. Sometimes Breakfast, you don't. And dinner and snacks. Right. Sometimes you don't think something is as good as it is supposed to be. And that's fine. Just move on with your life. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I will say, um, what were you talking about before? Just intermittent fasting. Yes. Okay. Intermittent fasting. It is a huge trigger. It's basically intermittent fasting teaches people to ignore their hunger. I hate that. I fucking that is, that. and even though you said like my friends do it and they have a really good relationship with food, do they? Do you really know? Yeah, that? <laughs> like I, I think that ignoring your hunger is going exactly in the direction of supporting diet culture, supporting um, even eating disorders. Like it is like a glorified eating disorder. Yeah, and people don't talk about it because it's like so popular. And the That's only reason really why it works point. for weight loss is because it's. Um, decreasing your eating window so you eat less mm-hmm. throughout the day. That's it. Yeah, you just eat less. So it's restricting. It's restricting. Yeah, and you just call it intermittent anorexia. I don't want to say it's anorexia. It's an eating disorder. Slap a, a trendy name on it, and then it seems like a health trend. It you know well yeah. So one of my clients said I was on the um I have a group program called nourish like a boss yeah <laughs> super cute i love the name um and one girl on there was like we're talking about keto mm-hmm. and i was like why do you think or yeah we were talking about keto and she was like i used to um not eat carbs and i'm like well why mm-hmm. she's like i don't know because it was trendy this li- that was literally her answer and i'm like okay yes what else is trendy mm-hmm. and we just named all the shit that's trendy right now yeah keto intermittent fasting i mean um, even people make like vegan uh, vegan is trend. even though that's like if you're vegan because you're vegan like and you believe in that right that's different that's different totally but different. a lot of people i don't i don't know i want to say a lot of people but like i feel like it's a thing to go vegan for weight loss for and weight that's loss, yeah. definitely that not why that ain't it that ain't it <laughs> ain't fucking it <laughs> and it's like there's you can lose weight a thousand ways with yeah, a healthy diet, you know? Exactly. Like- exactly. So I feel like, yes, intermittent fasting is just something trendy that we call restricting. It is restricting. Yeah. It's just closing off your eating window. And, you know, I think a lot of people use it in the wrong way. Like it, it's used for weight. Yeah, it's used for weight loss, really. But you're just giving yourself... Like, yeah, I'm doing intermittent fasting, but it's just, it's just not, it's just not healthy. It's, it's not. It's, and, and ignoring your hunger 
trains your brain to ignore your hunger, even when you're not on intermittent fasting, you know what I mean? So when your brain is trained to ignore your hunger, it almost becomes a norm and it shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that kind of boils down to what we were talking earlier. Um, why we desire to be thin so much. I don't get it. I catch myself still thinking that way. I'd be lying if I didn't. Oh, I do every day. Like, like, I'd I fight be all straight up lying to your day. face if I yeah. didn't say that it comes up in my mind every single day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, honest, honest disclaimer right now, like, in deep in this episode, like, I absolutely have all of every version of every thought. The, the good, the bad. I just totally spit. Um, <laughs> the, you know, all of these versions of the thoughts, I have them all every day. And then I have to just go... You have to snap yourself out of it. Yeah. You have to bring yourself back to reality, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, so why do we desire thinness? I don't know. And I told you when I was telling you about my story about, you know, when I was in my eating disorder, it was about being thin, but I don't know why it was about being thin. Like I thought I was like a more, like I thought it was more valuable. I thought it was more worthy if I were smaller. I thought people would like me more. I thought I thought it'd be prettier. Yeah. If I was thin. Right. Like because I never felt pretty. Like I never felt like a pretty girl. Right. And like all of the girls that I knew as like popular and like the pretty girl, like the ones that like all the guys would like. Um were like in smaller bodies. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I could I that's at least something I can kind of control. You know. You know what I was watching the other day? Summer Catch. You ever see that movie? Mm -mm. Oh, come on, Freddie Pritch Jr. Oh, did you ever see that movie okay, with 90s. Jessica Biel? Oh, guys, Steph, Steph is here, by the way. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to chime in so many times. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. She's here. This is not my episode. <laughs> so I was, okay, just side note, you have to watch Summer Catch. It's, okay. it's an old movie. I don't know how old it is. It's like early 2000s. Yeah, for sure. So I was watching this movie and there were so many, um, like it was about it's about a baseball team and Freddie Prince Jr.'s on the baseball team and one of his teammates, they were making fun of him for dating a bigger girl. Mm. And so I need to watch this. I, I saw the girl. This. It was a very small part of the movie, but I saw the girl and I was like, she's not even big. Oh, oh God. Okay. Like I was like, she's like a normal person. Yeah. yeah. And that made me started feel like fire in my eyes you know well, that's I mean? like in like devil wears prada is one of my favorite movies of all time i will watch that she was movie. a four not a six and like that she, whole right? thing and they're like hire the whatever fat girl and she's literally thin and it's like it sucks because i fucking love that movie i love but that movie whenever so i hear that line i'm like mm-hmm. go fuck yourself yeah like, <laughs> literally what i thought like and then this guy like got i'm sorry i'm ruining this movie for everyone but you gotta go watch it yeah. Um, if anyone really cares that not much, part of pause, the plot. watch if the movie and come seen back. It yet, <laughs> should go watch it. Well, it's okay if it's spoiled. Also, I think it's okay for you to spoil it right. 20 years later. Yes. For 20 <laughs> years, <laughs> fine. <laughs> so he, he was, they were all at a bar and he got on stage. She's like, I love big girls and blah, blah, blah. I don't mm-hmm. even care. And like, that's great. But like, she's nice. She wasn't big. Big. Yeah. They were doing it wrong. Right. They had the right mindset. They didn't. Uh, and like what is big like all bodies are all bodies are bodies yeah so like just to even and to be honest it wasn't even part of the plot of the movie like it could be totally taken out and be fine you know what i mean like it wasn't it didn't um affect 
the ending. You know what I mean? Like, it was a complete side note of the whole movie. Gotcha. Okay. So anyway, I don't know why we desire thinness. So I think the society, that society de- desires thinness because, well, I said I didn't know, but it just dawned on me that I feel like it's about money. And I'm saying that, like, diets make money. Diet oh, programs yeah, make yes, money. Yes, yes, Weight Watchers yeah. makes money. Yeah. Right? Inter- I don't know who invented intermittent fasting, but I feel like there's a, a billion apps that says stop dieting and start fasting. Mm-hmm. Which, what's the difference? There's no difference. Mm-mm. But they make you feel like there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> they make you feel like you're not dieting, but you really are. Noom. Okay. This is very is. controversial. Noom is a weight loss app. I think I've heard of this. Mm-hmm. It's very popular, um, but they still make you track all your food. It's like, is it a diet? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Even though, like, I don't disagree with, like, the psychology they go into, like, I've looked into it just for my own, like, you know, curiosity. curiosity. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, it's not, but it is. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and though that company makes a lot of money. I'm sure. Yeah. Right? In the food industry. Think about all the sugary cereals that are out there and like mm-hmm. all the all the stuff that's on the shelves, like in the middle of the grocery store. Like, you know, when I was in school, I also have my master's in nutrition. So mm-hmm. when I was in school, I learned a lot about food labels and I guess the commercialization of nutrition information. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of shit like Guilt free. Yeah. Low On calorie, low fat, uh, uh, fat free. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that makes people buy it. Yeah. So it's like, it's a constant. And cycle. it's always more money. Oh, it's always more money. Like, yeah, it'll be like right next to the regular granola bar or whatever the fuck. And it's the low carb, guilt free one and it's $2 more. <laughs> it always is more expensive. Yeah. So, and then. And then, like, yeah, so it's money. So it's – Weight Watchers keeps coming back to me. There's, like, a whole Weight Watchers program I keep seeing on, like, LinkedIn. It's, like, help wellness coach wanted for Weight Watchers. Hmm. Like the wellness what does that mean? Exactly. I, I don't really know what a wellness coach does for Weight Watchers. For Weight Watchers. Right, yeah. for Weight Watchers. A wellness coach for life? Different. For, yeah, <laughs> different. So I feel like – because Weight Watchers goes off of points, as we know. So, like, you don't have to eat based off of points. Which – that's that's another thing that really bothers and triggers me. Like, and I sometimes I hate I hate talking one way, I hate talking the other because I don't want to ever upset or offend anybody. And yeah. if something works for someone mentally and physically, I don't want to shame it. But when I hear certain people talking about like Weight Watchers, like, and I mean like, I, I this could be a person you know or or a fucking person on your Instagram feed that mm-hmm. you don't even know personally. Right. But they could be saying you know, talking about Weight Watchers and their points. And they're like, well, uh, fruit is no point, so I can have as much as I want. And it's just like, yeah, but it's fruit. Like, of course have as much as you want. Like, it's good exactly. for you. Like, it's... Exactly. You know, fruit used to be points on Weight Watchers. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and, like, when you talk about, Or, like, like, I don't have to feel guilty about eating fruit. Like, why no. are we even talking about this? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I posted something, um, like, a quote on my Instagram feed a little bit ago. It said something like, Diet culture really got you if you're thinking about not eating a piece of fruit because there's too much sugar in it. Yeah. Like, too many carbs. Too much sugar in it. In a slice of mango. Too many carbs. Right. So it's like, 
yeah, diet culture really has you. Yeah. If you think yeah. that. She got you. She got you, dog. <laughs> she really does have she you. She got you. Yeah, like, no, it's true. It's so true. I don't remember. I, I want to say I've never, ever, ever um, restricted fruit, even like in my eating disorder. That's a good question. I don't. I don't think I did either. Uh-uh. I don't think that's something I ever really like. I had someone comment. Or... I had someone comment on my post though one time, saying what? I was I, I was very so I used to be a food blogger mm-hmm. and I used to post all my pretty oatmeal bowls every morning yeah. and I used to put the fruit I'm all like, real pretty. Bowl, yeah. And I remember this specifically. This is how much it's ingrained into my head. What this lady said on my Instagram post. I made an oatmeal bowl and it had strawberries, um, peaches. It had a whole but mango maybe. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. The whole top was filled with fruit and then drizzled with honey. Yeah. Oh, God, that sounds amazing. It was so good. and It was good. Like, yeah. I enjoyed it. Good, yeah. And she said, aren't you worried about how much fruit you're eating? <laughs> Bye, wig. And I said, no, absolutely <laughs> no, not. Absolutely like, not. Fruit is like nature's candy. It is. It comes from the ground. Like anything that and grows, it, it's, ah. yeah, it's nourishment. Yes. And also too, like that brings it into a kind of like a, a pivot of like, don't comment on other people's eating habits because you have no idea what that's doing to that person. <laughs> I, so one of like, it, it's kind of like a similar moment like that. And I, I will just genuinely never forget this. And it's yeah. bothered me. Like I've never forgotten that moment. Right. So. And, and it, it was like, on social media and I've on never blast forgotten where it. Everyone can see it. And, um, this is one of those moments like it almost wasn't that big a deal, but I think about it still to this day. So yeah, it was, it was, okay. um, yeah, don't, don't. But, yeah, it clearly put was. It down. Yeah. Um, I remember I was working on this movie, um, like five, six years ago and it was like out of state like it was in michigan so we were there for um like a couple months Mm -hmm. so we had someone like cooking for us you know like amazing and it was super fun but like i was still a little fucked up with food Mm -hmm. i wasn't like in in college and i wasn't like um purging but um i was definitely like wanted control and i was like exercising as much as i could to control it um but i was getting into a better place you know um, but I knew kind of had to like have some talks with myself before the trip. I was like, you really got to let it, you got to like your garden, you're going to be eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's pre-made for you for mm-hmm. two months. We can't be crazy. We just can't do that. We, as in me and my eating disorder yeah. brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I say we a lot when I talk about myself in general. Well, you honestly should. Okay. Sorry. No pause real really quickly. You're fine. Um, there's a book called life. Oh, what is it? Life without ED. Life without I Ed. I love that Life book. Ed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've had every book. Call your ED yeah. something, yeah. and it's because it really is an alternate personality of you. It's it not is. you. Yeah. It's it's a fucking asshole. It cracked. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we is it's a correct a roommate, term, is that, what you're saying. Yes. Um, I do that anyway, though. Still now, just about myself. I mean, I got a lot of personality. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So you know, I had to let that down, and it was fine. I was, you know, I was really at a point where I was accepting that I was really into running and I like, which was also helping my mental health. So whatever. Um, at the time I was vegetarian and I had been, I was vegetarian for about 10 years of my life. So, um, you know, I was still vegetarian and the crew that I was working with was not. So everything was like, there was always like a side dish for Mm -hmm. me or if they were doing a big, like meat heavy meal, like I would just 
they would just be like, okay, you could just do like a glorified salad basically. Like, cause everyone would have the salads and then I would just kind of like have a little bit more that I would make into things, which right. I didn't mind. Like yeah. that was fine. I wasn't going to like be upset if they couldn't like make an entire other meal for me. Mm-hmm. I understood that wasn't realistic in our budget, but I will never forget the one guy who was helping with the food. Um, he, <laughs> he was older guy, a lot older, probably in his seventies. He was, he was also eating cause he was like living there and he was putting his plate together and it was like steak and mashed potatoes, you know, this big, like hearty dinner. And I, but it was like, you know, like a regular size plate. I they didn't have really anything for me that night. So I put like a huge pile of spinach mm-hmm. and I put like, you know, reg- like regular toppings, but I made the base of it, which was like primarily lettuce and spinach, like massive mm-hmm. because I was like, I got to fill myself up and then like whatever I can put on top. Put yeah. On top. So the thing was fucking crazy looking. Yeah. But it was because I knew that there wasn't much else for me to eat. He looked me dead in the eye and he was like, wow, you're really going to eat all that? <gasps> oh, no. As he sat there with his plate of like butter, steak, mashed potatoes, like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm holding like a heaping pile of spinach. And it was just like, in my head, I was like, I was already fucked up. I was trying to be healthy and he just made the healthy thing that I was doing still feel like I was bad. And it was just like, like, you know, and I've always, I've had body dysmorphia for a long time. I've never seen myself the way that I like actually look. And when he said that to me, I just, I I felt like he punched me in the mouth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was, it was just crazy. And it's like, that's why you you don't know what people are going through and you should never ever ever say to someone you're oh you're gonna eat all that or oh you you only ate that like right it, it goes both oh, ways that's all you're eating oh that's all you're eating okay so <laughs> this is what i say to people to res- like how to respond to people because mm-hmm. i've gotten that a lot too verbiage is very important um, for people to understand so and important we this isn't something that people in society talk about enough and we gotta talk about it nope so today, actually, when I was in the office, everyone, it was one of my really good friends, her last day in our department. So she was moving departments and we ordered lunch. Okay. I brought my own food. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I yeah. had leftover. I made um, like ground chicken with taco seasoning. I made mm. like a taco bowl. I had rice, it chicken. Amazing, by the it's amazing. It's freaking amazing. I myself just had me eating out a lot lately. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to bring what I already have in the fridge. Yeah. And sometimes it makes you feel bloated. Exactly. I just want to eat my own homemade yeah. meal for a while. Which was fine. I do that I at work. I genuinely yeah. wanted. I and if I were to change my mind at that point, I would have ordered food. Yeah. And which is ex- the other food later. Which is exactly what I did on Monday when we had donuts in the office. I brought me oatmeal. I chose to eat a donut instead. Mm-hmm. And I ate the oatmeal the next day. Mm-hmm. Fine. Okay. So today I did that. And my friend was like, oh, you're really going to eat what you have? Like, you know what I mean? Like, she, like, made a comment. But I know she was joking. And I was like, just let it go. Yeah. And, um, but if, if you know, that could have happened with somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, like, who wasn't joking. Yeah. Who was so, in, actively trying to, in their own way, bring you down. Exactly. And there are many people. Go stuff. Or you couldn't have been in the mindset that you are and that could have triggered you. Right. Being where you are now you can let those things roll off your back. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But it didn't bother me at all now. But making a comment to someone who's in that headspace where they have an ED, that could spiral. That could spiral. And all they're trying to do, and they are trying to nourish their body with a little 
with the lunch from home because they don't want to, because they, they kind of want to plan a little bit more instead yeah. of like ordering a fried chicken sandwich. Yeah, exactly. And I had, we I think I ordered from the same place very recently. So, and I already had like, I, I don't know, I just... You don't have to explain yourself, you guys. You literally don't. You don't don't have to explain yourself. You don't. Like, a lot of times, like, I mean, like, at work, like, food will be ordered or, like, you know, sometimes I'll do, like, you know, like, I don't always eat salads, but, like, you know, if I, like, a lot of times, like, if I know I'm going out to dinner, Mm -hmm. and, like, I love eating out. It's one of my favorite fucking things in the world. It's, like, one of my favorite experiences. It's one of my favorite things to plan. I get more excited about that than anything Mm -hmm. other than, like, sex, maybe. But, like, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Sex and eating out, (laughs) and maybe both of those at the same time. Both of them at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, You know, they're two of my favorite things. But I, you know, if I, if I know that I'm going to eat out and I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to go a little crazy and get some wine, get some tapas, whatever. I'm like, like, I like to know what I'm eating for breakfast and lunch only because I'm just, I don't want to feel like bloated and like, I don't want to order out all day. You want to be hungry when you go out. Like you want to be ready to eat. I want to be primed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You don't have to explain yourself. Just like. Exactly. Exactly. You know. So but people don't realize that saying a comment like that can really ruin someone's day. It's one second for them mm-hmm. and then they're they're done. They're good. They're gone. Guess what? That person might think about it for an hour. They might years. think about it for years. Just just like we you me and you said, like I clearly I thought I've I've been thinking about that comment for I can five go years. back and look at my Instagram freaking years ago and find this fucking post of the Oatmeal with the peaches on top. I know that I used to hide frozen peaches. I remember I defrost them. Yeah, I, defrost. I literally remember this bowl of oatmeal. I remember the bowl it was in. It was just a social media post of someone I yeah. had no idea. So I guess my my watch is someone that I like know now. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. So my <laughs> responses to that and. Honestly, tell me if you would have anything to say back. If you were this person that said, oh my God, you're going to eat all that or like commented on anything that you were eating, what if you told them like, hey, I'm really trying to listen to my body and eat intuitively. So this is what I'm choosing to eat. What the freak would they have to say back? They would be like, that's weird. (laughs) Like (laughs) (laughs) most of the time they would be like, uh, okay. Like I have nothing to say about it. start talking about food um sometimes i feel like i'm when i talk about food i'm talking about an ex or a boyfriend and i understand that that's weird for some people some people have always been normal with food and i love that for them wish i had it jealous i feel like steph has always been normal with food which is like awesome but also steph is very understanding and open-minded towards yeah of course yeah um but yeah like i a lot of times i'll talk about food in a way that i talk about like a person or a relationship and I forget sometimes, like, you know, not everyone's like that. But at the same time, like, it is for me. Like, it is a relationship that I have to upkeep constantly. It should be a really – I'm getting chills. It should be a relationship for everyone. It, yeah. Steph just has a good relationship with it. She just has a good relationship with it. A neutral relationship with food. That's, like, really that's what you want. Like, there are no good and bad foods. Food should be neutral just as your relationship with your body. Like, there's no good or bad bodies. It's just bodies. Yeah. And it's just your body. It's your, your body. Relationship it's your, your home. Body. Yeah. Okay. So I had a call the other day with a client. Mm-hmm. Well, she was in my group program. Yeah. Nurse like a boss. I just want to say it again because it's super cute. Um, it is super cute. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, 
so we were on this call and I asked, I asked five things. I said, what are five things that you can do for your body? Okay. So vague and so broad. Is the first time you asked that or is this like a thing you do normally? The first time I asked this group. Okay. So I asked that a lot, but like, it's hard to answer because you're just like, what? Five things I can do for my body. Like, okay. That's a lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we were nearing the end of our call. So I, I, I allowed three, I allowed three. And, um, one of the girls said, my body keeps going and treats me well. So why wouldn't I treat my body the same? And I was like, right. I'm pretty sure all of us here, like she, I, she was rubbing her eyes like teary. And I was like, that's beautiful. Like your body keeps going. Yeah. Even though you run it to the ground. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Right? And when we had our eating disorders, mm-hmm. still, still was alive. Going. Yeah. Guess what? We are lucky Very because lucky. people do not make it. Yeah. And I think, I think sometimes um, eating disorders can be because it causes so much physical change in someone's body. It can seem like a physical disorder, but it really is a mental disorder. It is a mental disorder. Yeah. Very, very severe mental illness Mm -hmm. that um, I think sometimes we overlook. So I feel like that is super important to talk about too, that it's all, it it affects you physically, but it's really all mental. Yeah. It stems from mental. And that's like, I don't want to say fix it. But like, you know, that's the only way that you're going to heal, I guess, um, is if you start internal, like in your, in your mind, not physically, you know what I mean? Well, I think that goes into like the inner work. Like we were talking about this before, like inner work and doing all the, it sounds like, what am I talking about? Like the inner work, what, but like stuff that's happening inside your body. And I'm not talking about like digestion. I'm not talking about, you know, what your organs are doing. I'm talking about really like how you feel about your body and how you Mm -hmm. feel about food and yeah, you can go on this weight loss journey and you can have before and after photos, but like you could be more messed up with food after yeah, than you were I before. Yeah, I a lot. Right. So I think doing that inner work and healing your relationship with food is ultimately going to make you the happiest person you'll be regardless of your weight. Yeah. And like you said, you were like, you kind of like, we're like, oh, what do I sound saying? Like inner work, you know? Yeah. I, I think we just need to say like, fuck all those stigmas and yeah, like, you know, it fuck anyone's opinions and judgment and like thinking things are weird. Like we've all wasted way too much time and energy on the whole. I don't want to be weird. I don't want to do this. Cause it's like sounds caring about what people stupid. think. Yeah. And like, I have this one friend and this is just like a slight derail. Cause she's, it's not eating disorder related or anything, but um, she has been someone I've known for a long time, you know, and she has been on this like, mental kind of journey and she for a while was like I feel like I want to do this and I want to do these retreats and I want to do all this stuff and I want to go see a Reiki girl and I want to go to a psychic and all this she's like but I feel like I sound like I'm crazy and she's like and I feel crazy I feel crazy like she just had so much and she's like but I can't do any of it because I feel like all the things I want to do are weird and people are going to think I'm weird where is she getting that though like from online social media her friends aren't into it but um, you know, I was like, <laughs> I basically was just like, you fuck all that, you know? Um, but she, she is very strong and she finally was like, no, I got to do what I want to do. And she, it, it's only been a few weeks and she's been like, literally I've just like, 
just seen it go all the way up for her. I, and oh she's God. just like doing all the things she wants to do and like these like the independence, the confidence, the strength. And it's like, you know what, that shit, that journey, that um, you know, switch it gets flipped when you decide that you only give like that you I don't want to say only give a fuck about yourself because you obviously when you have loved ones and stuff but like when but it's you important really to put yourself first it's important to put yourself first and when because you, you really fill love anyone yourself cup without filling yourself yes first yes I mean you can when, but it's gonna be really shitty and when you poor. do love yourself when you do that work to love yourself first your friends and your family and whoever You're is like gonna get so more of better. you yes exactly yeah so I think a lot of the time we get information when I ask, you know, my clients or like my friends who are having a hard time with a relationship with food and they think that, oh, I should be on keto or, or, oh, I should be limiting carbs. Right. Mm -hmm. I ask them where they get their information from. Why do you think you need to limit carbs? Yeah. Like, oh, cause my friend said that. Well, is your friend, is your friend a doctor? Yeah. Or is your friend a registered dietitian? Like, is your friend a credible person that can tell you that like, this is best for you? Them doesn't mean it works for you. Everything is mentally and physically. Right. right. Everybody's different. Every body is different. Um, and physically and emotionally and it, mentally. But if you're getting something from like a Weight Watchers ad yeah. or like a TV commercial or like social media from like quote unquote influencer mm-hmm. – they probably, probably just for money. want money. Yeah. And this goes right back to exactly. money. Yeah. So are your sources credible? Are you getting your information from someone who is credible? Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just a question I ask my clients. And usually it's like, well, my friend said this. I'm like, well, okay, well, your friend a doctor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, not that doctors, like, I mean, anyone who has a credibility to say whatever they're saying. Um, so I think that's like a super important thing to to note is that a lot of people get their information from social media mostly yeah, I feel yeah. like and it's not always accurate for it's what's not real yeah. yes yeah yes yes no, and I that agree. just goes back to the whole like you know how does why does society value thinness yeah it's because I feel like it's a trend yeah it is and I think that we as a society need to just pivot back to fucking like just it's hard to explain but you know just appreciating yourself no matter how you look and you don't have to be thin to be happy no your happiness literally comes from like i'm the happiest now and i'm not my thinnest i don't even (sighs) you know what's interesting i am the most comfortable with my body and I am at my heaviest. That's what I'm ever saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I recently, like, like within the last like few weeks or so, or maybe month, like I have been like shifting the way I eat a little bit because I've noticed that like my energy levels weren't the same. My like I, my gut health wasn't feeling the same because I like I got a little too into the whole like <laughs> eat whatever you want thing, yeah. and it was which is fine. But for, after, after a while, I was like, okay, like we need a little bit more consistency and balance and you know, we need to like, you know, get like, get, get, get a little healthy again. Right. Um, and, and that's totally fine. That's fine um, though. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm just working on trying to like internally feel good and stuff, 
but you know it's interesting because like you know ultimately like I don't I don't know if this is triggering to say but like yeah I would I would actually like to like lose a little weight right now just because I want to get to a place where like I physically feel comfortable and I know that that will come with a couple pounds for me personally Mm -hmm. but at the same time like I'm not mad about the way I look and I look at myself like in a different way now than I ever have been even when I was like real thin and I just like I feel more confident. I feel confident naked and I feel like all this about myself in it. And like I said, it's at the heaviest I've ever been. And I think that it's so important for us to like know to love yourself at every stage, but like, know, like, okay, you don't feel healthy. So that's when you should make those changes. Not because you think you need to look healthy. That's what I'm trying to say, I guess. No, you are exactly right. So, but you've done the inner work at that point. Right. So like, I mean, she's still doing the inner work. So we're always doing the inner work. Like that's the thing. It's a journey. Like it's an ongoing journey. But so with what you said with like, you know, I didn't feel my best or I don't feel my best or I feel like I would feel better this way. Yeah. That's perfectly fine to say Mm -hmm. because I'm going back to food freedom and intuitive eating. Like part of there's 10 principles of intuitive eating. I did not make them up. They were like a thing. Okay. And it's like a book. There's a book you can buy. If you made them up, I would still listen, but. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair. That's just a lot. Thank you so much. <laughs> I did not make these up. Um, they are actually real principles. And one of them is gentle nutrition. Gentle? So, gentle okay. nutrition. So that means don't be obsessed with health. Mm-hmm. Don't be obsessed with nutrition. Don't be obsessed with anything. <laughs> but feel like good. Like nutrition just doesn't fly out the window when mm-hmm. we're talking about food freedom. Mm-hmm. That's what most people think. We'll go back to like eating Oreos all day long. Yeah. Like it's food not, freedom does not mean, yeah, like fucking like steak every week. It's not going to make yeah, you no. feel your best. No, so no. whatever makes you feel your best at your like optimal nutrition mm-hmm. and that most likely means nourishing your body mm-hmm. the best of your ability, but while still eating those things that nourish your soul. Yeah, yeah, and finding that like the literal very balance. Nice balance, the literal, the balance, literal yeah. balance, yeah. and it, but you'll be your happiest. Yeah, and there are no good or bad foods. You just food is neutral, and if your body is your body is neutral. Like you love your body no matter where you are in your journey. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the time we stop living our lives, and and you know we can only do this when we lose weight. That's. I'm so glad that you said that because that's something that I still battle with mm-hmm. a lot. And like you have to prepare for certain like things or events yeah. or and vacations. Like, or I, like that. I mean, I like, I, I'm always trying to be better about it, but like every once in a while I'll get in my head about that. And like, you know, if I like, if I'm going on a date with someone or like whatever, I'm like, Oh, maybe I'm just like one more. We have a boudoir. Just or a boudoir. I have a new <laughs> chew with stuff. Um, but I'll get like that for a second and then I have to be like, bitch, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Sit down, shut the fuck up. It's going to be fine. Yes. You have to snap yourself out of it. Yeah. You have to snap yourself out of it. But it's kind of normal where you are now. Like it's, like I said, it's always going to be in the back of your head. Yeah. Like it's never really going to go away, but that's okay because you Mm -hmm. know how to deal with her, Mm -hmm. which is your alternate personality. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she's always going to be with you, but you just got to learn how to deal with her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what you need to do. Yep. And your journey is going to be different than anyone else's. Yeah. That's a huge thing. You cannot compare your journey to anyone else's just because someone lost a a bunch of weight. You don't know how they lost that weight. Yeah. Unless they tell you. And also their, like the healing journey too, Mm -hmm. like your recovery journey with your ED or your, whether it's like a weight journey or a recovery journey or whatever, like you can't measure any of that to someone else's. 
because that's how you're going to get defeated and disappointed in yourself. You're going to lose your, you know, strength and you're going to feel like you're not strong enough to continue on because someone else maybe got to a point where you thought you'd be at already. Like that, none of that yep. fucking matters. No, ma- no, none of it matters. None of it matters. And we have to constantly remind ourselves that like, it's okay to go as slow as you need, as fast as you need, like whatever it is, you know, and, and however way you're going to do it. I mean, like I, my journey took me a long, long fucking time and it still is happening. Yeah. I never went to therapy. I never went to a doctor. I never saw anyone. And I understood that like, it meant that that was going to be a huge part of my life for a long time because I just, I didn't want to, I don't know why. Um, everyone's different. Yeah. You know, everyone's different. And I think that, I mean, now looking back on it, I was like 19 and now I'm 31. So pretty much took me like 10 plus years <laughs> to get to where I am right now. Yeah. Literal. And that's fine, but it's important to love yourself no matter what part of your journey that you're in. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely not to hate and and this is a huge thing that i want to say um too if there is hiccups bumps in the roads um i don't even want to call them relapses because that makes it sound like you're starting all the way over right 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 um it happens and like like i will upfront say it right now i mean like every once in a while i still have you know struggles or like i'll purge and i have a moment and it's like I used to think that a slip up or a one day, like once a year, whatever, yeah. something happened like that. It was like a relapse, a restart. Yeah. Like I'm sick again. Yeah. No, it's just, okay. Stand up, breathe, keep going, keep going. We are strong and we got this. And it does not mean that you are on a decline now back to your worst. You just now know like, no, it was a mistake and that's not where I want to be. I'm going to keep moving forward. Well, what did you say in the beginning of this episode? I remember? <laughs> I had three glasses. You said of it's wine. supposed to be a roller coaster. Yes, yes, it is a roller coaster. <laughs> Literally, what you just explained. Yes. It's like it's supposed yeah. to be a roller coaster. Maybe the slopes down won't be as deep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe the highs will be higher. Hell fucking yeah. Hell I love that. Fucking yes. love that. Wow, I just made that up. No, it's That's amazing. Beautiful, I love I fucking love that. Am I gonna get a roller coaster tattooed on me? <laughs> so, you know, obviously everyone's journey is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but figuring out like what you need to do and whether you need to seek help or how you need to seek help is all a part of it as well. Yeah. Um well, okay. So I feel like yes, every everybody's journey is different, but this is what I do. I help people heal their relationship with food and not only food, but with their bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I'll go into the intuitive eating principles again, Mm -hmm. being gentle with yourself and respecting your body. That's one of the principles. Mm -hmm. So whether that means that you're at peace with the number on the scale or you're able to buy bigger clothes because you're, current clothes don't fit you Mm -hmm. that's fine yeah but just respect that Mm -hmm. and live with it yeah in a way that you feel your happiest yeah and celebrate that yes because I've had to do that several times in the last year and for me every time I've done it it you know I've had to be like you know it's not oh here we go again it's just like I want to feel good in my clothes. So I'm going to buy a new outfit that fits me better. Exactly. And like the more confident you feel, 
the better you're going to feel about your body and the happier you're going to be ultimately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I help my clients do. I help them heal their relationship with food and their bodies. But again, like I know that through intuitive, intuitive movement, intuitive eating and food freedom, mm-hmm. but I know that, you know, whether or not you've had a past eating disorder, like I know it's not easy to talk about. No, a lot of people all. are very reserved about their journey and what's happened to them. And, um, and I 1000% respect that, Yeah. but I need you and all you guys listening to know that like my door is always open and you will not be judged. I think that's like the one thing that people are nervous about is that they're going to be judged for their journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, that's why I spent so much time not talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I've only learned in, in that amount of time that talking about it's the only thing that's helped. Yes. Talking about it and being open with it and, and honest with yourself and honest. Because that's when you can start to hold yourself accountable. Yes. And actually try and make changes that are going to help you. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And and you do create such a safe space for people and a fun space and a space where you make it very obvious that everyone is welcome and you're just there for them. Mm-hmm. And I see it and... Like I said before, like I'm jealous that I didn't have that when I was going through it. I'm jealous and... I didn't have that when I was yeah. going through it. Like I had nothing like that. Yeah. Nothing like what I'm doing now. Everything that you're doing is very unique. And I hope anyone who's listening that might even even if you're not in an eating disorder land, if you're just kind of having I love a how you use that. You well, you said I it, and that, it. I was that. like, that's great. It's eating that's disorder real. land. It's it's and you don't have to it's be ashamed to be there. True, it's, like, yeah. Yeah. It's a place. It's a place. Yeah. You don't have to feel really ashamed that, that you're lot. there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say that a lot. I'm like, I'm going to go into eating disorder land now because it's like a mentality. It's a total different world. You can go into, you can leave your life mm-hmm. and be in that world for a little bit. That's why it's a different person. It's a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you're not in that world and you just feel like, you know, you're not happy with your relationship with food or your body, like, you know, check out Gab's page. It, it, you might... Like you might find that what she's doing is, is what you need and, and you could reach out and, you know, take your course, I guess, or. Yeah. So I actually, so there's multiple ways. Give the information. Yeah, totally. There's multiple ways you can work with me. Um, I do offer intensives, which are, and an intensive is a 75 minute deep dive call where we really dive, literally dive deep into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that you want to achieve in your goals and how you got to where you are now and where you want to be based off of your goals. Um, and then I have just a, I always have my one-on-one coaching, obviously. So my one-on-one coaching program is my most high touch program. Okay. So it's an eight week long program and you get one-on-one support like through, um, Voxer. Have you ever heard of Voxer? Mm -hmm. Voxer is a text-based app and a walkie talkie. So like oh, you cool. literally can That's talk awesome. to me whenever you That's want. That's really fun. During that eight weeks. So I do know what that is. Okay. Yes, yeah. Me and my family used to do it for fun. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's something that, you know, you, you have a separate space just to talk to you. It's coach. like voice memos. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like it's the most important part of mm-hmm. my program. Um, but also you get one-on-one calls as well through yeah. Zoom. And then I have fun group programs. And I love group programs because you can really learn from other people. And also you get to remember you're not alone. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So my current group program, Nourish Like a Boss, I've said it a couple times during this um, this episode, 
we have, I have four girls in there plus me. So that's five. And they are all so close now. And it's only week two. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. So like just having that community and Mm -hmm. you're all working on those same goals. One, yes. Make you feel like you're not alone. Like we were talking in our first call and they're like, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud and people are actually like saying the same things. Yeah. So I think that's the one thing. It's like, you feel like no one else is like thinking those thoughts, Mm -hmm. but really like more people than you think are. Right. Yeah. So I have a, I have a spattering of programs, but, um, you know, there's always a way to work with me no matter what time of the year it is, no matter what time of day it is, Um, whatever way you want to go about it. Right. Whatever your goals are. And, um, you know, I'm there. So, and again, my Instagram is nourished by Gab. And like I was saying too, like if you don't find yourself in a situation or a position where you feel like you even need to dive into that, just visit the page because it's, even if you kind of might have a few little issues and you just want some positivity and guidance in a, in a smaller way, um, (laughs) cat noises. Um, even if you feel like you just want that guidance, like in a smaller way and just in a way where you can kind of touch base and check in with yourself a little bit every once in a while, like, you know, your page really does that. And thank you so much. I, I mean, I mean it, I love it. And I think a lot of people can find help and resonate with a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. Just by, you know, watching my stories and looking at my posts, I feel like maybe, maybe you wouldn't think intuitive eating is for you, but maybe you think that maybe one day you'll think it is, mm-hmm. you know? So just learning more about it, you know, surface level, and then really trying to apply it to your life. I think that um, you'll learn that dieting is not the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think. Nah. She ain't it. She ain't it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on the episode. This I've wanted to do this with you. The minute I started this podcast, I was like, yes, I remember you reached out to me and I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely so stoked and honored that you know we can get this episode together and Absolutely. all this will be out there and i think that one the one thing we want you guys to know is that like you're not alone and you have people by your side yeah oh you're you're not alone at all and i spent a long long portion of my life thinking i was and not mm-hmm. talking about it and then not talking about it made the alone part even worse mm-hmm. so whether it's talking to someone online that you don't even know, like on Instagram or like, you know, through something like like what Gab's doing or a friend or fan, like whatever it is, whoever it is, as long as you have someone and then maybe then you could start to really dig deeper into it and, and become more comfortable talking about it. And then you can start the healing. Absolutely. All, and it, it's the hardest part to take the first step. So I challenge you this is me challenging you to take the first step. If you feel like you've been stuck in diet culture, if you feel like you've been stuck in your own thoughts about food and your body, I challenge you to take that first step, no matter what it is. Yeah, whatever it means to you. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for listening. This episode is very important to me. So um, totally different for a lot of you and maybe not maybe we lost some of my usual listeners but that's okay i hope this uh resonates with somebody and if you did stick around for whatever reason if you're not uh if it doesn't resonate with you just thank you for listening and hearing the other side of things for for some people yeah but thank you yeah awesome all right bye